everybody, Jeff Reinhardt here, LMP and Lancaster Online. Welcome aboard for another week of LL League Football Podcast Chat. Hello. Uh, week nine is here. Where did this season go? Um, amazing, amazing. And a lot going on. Wilson losing, Harbach retiring. Uh, the races are great. Um, some big games here the next two weeks to decide things. Playoff races shaping up, um, just a lot. Wow, it's, it's an exciting time in the LL here, even though you can see the finish line. It's almost over for some teams, but uh, what, what a ride. So um, my brain is overflowing with LL football items and stats and all kinds of stuff. So um, I will share as much of that as I possibly can with you here. Um, t- uh, 10 and one with the picks last week, okay. Manville Cleona was off. Dutchmen are back at it this week. So 10 and 1. 96 and 20 with the picks. Wow. Not too shabby. Uh, all right, let's break them down. Week 9, uh, give you some quick hitters on these games, um, some fun stats, um, you know, things that are riding, who needs to win, where the races are. Like I said, there's a ton going on here. Pretty much in every game, there's a nugget. So. My uh, cheat sheet notepad here is just completely stuffed, overflowing. Uh, and I'll touch on uh, Bruce Harbuck here towards the end. Uh, he announced this week that he's going to retire, so I'll share some Harbuck thoughts with you here in a little bit. Okay, from the top, section one down. Here we go. Conestoga Valley at Warwick. Uh, interesting game. Uh, two high-powered offenses, yes, but two defenses going in completely opposite directions. CV got blitzed last week against Hemfield, gave up 600-plus and 64 points. Ouch. Uh, Warwick coming off a shutout win. Warriors kind of put it all together on defense last week, beat Penn Manor 35 to nothing, forced three turnovers, got the shutout win. So... We'll see which defense can kind of respond. Can Warwick stay hot on D against CB's pass attack? Can CB clean it up and figure out Warwick's offensive attack, which is still averaging over 400 yards a game? Uh, two fun stats. First for CB. Uh, their two wideouts here have been amazing. If you haven't noticed, Jose Barbone and uh, Tyree Stead have been unbelievable. Stead had 199 yards receiving last week against Hemfield, seven catches. And Barbone has been steady all season. He leads the league with 53 catches. Both of these kids are on pace for 1,000 receiving yards in 10 games. I have racked my brain. I have entered every Google search uh, word I could think of. And I have not found an LL team with two 1,000-yard receivers. That doesn't mean it hasn't been done. Maybe it has. Catholic might have done it with Kyle Smith throwing it around. A CV team back in the 80s, 90s might have when they threw the ball around. But off the top of my head, again, I can't find two 1,000-yard receivers on the same team, and I'm going to keep digging. Uh, Barbone is on pace for 1,029. Stead is on pace for 1,006. <laughs> wow. 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 And Stead's only a junior. He'll be back. Uh, CV gets Warwick here and then Wilson next week in Week 10. Uh, speaking of passing yards, uh, Warwick – Grayson Klein, when he went down with the knee injury, he had over 1,000 passing yards that early, like in four games. Adam Ricketts has come in. He only needs like 120 yards to get to 1,000. So Warwick, knock on wood, 
should have two 1,000-yard passers. And again, I racked my brain and thumbed through everything I could think to thumb through, and I can't find an LL team that's ever had two 1,000-yard passers because two things. Number one, um, I don't recall any teams that had like two quarterbacks, like you play this half, you play that half, or you guys play every other drive. And I can't recall an LL team that had a kid, other than Warwick here, get hurt like halfway through and have another kid come in and finish out the season. I've been doing this for a while. I'm starting to uh, forget some things, but I don't, I don't recall 2,000-yard passers, and I don't recall 2,000-yard receivers. Doesn't mean it hasn't been done, uh, but those are two really cool stats for this game. That said, uh, I'm going to go Warwick here. Like the Warriors at home, uh, like they're where they're going defensively, Coming off a shutout, not going to say they're going to shut out the Bucks because CV's very high-powered and they're getting almost 400 yards a night, but CV has not stopped people. Wow, 600-plus yards last week. That's not good. So I'm going to go Warwick at home, and Warwick needs some wins here for districts. They're on the 11 line, so they need a fast finish. Warriors over Buckskins. Next up, Wilson at Hemfield. I could probably talk for an hour about Wilson. I won't, but Wow. 68-game losing uh, winning streak is over. Bulldogs lose last week at Mannheim Township, 38-14. to uh, John and I were both mucho impressed with Mannheim Township. Their defense was really good. Gave up an, a quick score. Wilson scored and was up 7-0. And I was like, oh, wow, here we go again, Wilson. Uh, but Township came back, punched right back. Uh, Saladay was fantastic. Uh, Two touchdown runs, a pick six, 128 yards. Uh, Luke Emge was fantastic, 111 yards, six for nine, very efficient. Townships D was really, really airtight. So Wilson loses. The streak is over, 68 in a row, dating back to 2007. The last time Wilson lost back-to-back LL League games, now that we're talking about Losing streaks with Wilson, which you never hear about. Last time they lost back-to-back LL games was in 2003. Late September, they lost to McCaskey. First week of October, they lost to Hemfield. So 14 years since they lost two in a row. The last time they lost two section games in a season was in 2005. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So the streak is over. Long live the streak. Phenomenal. Tip of the cap. Standing ovation. An amazing 10-year ride for Wilson. Um, actually, I got to, to cover it. I bookended the coverage on that. I saw the, the township loss in 07, and I saw the township loss last Friday. In between, a lot of fun memories, a lot of great games, um, a lot of fantastic, unbelievable records. Um, Amazing ride for Wilson. Amazing. But now they got to kind of refocus here. They need a win over Hemfield. Wilson's actually on the outside looking in at districts right now. It's been 11 or 12 years since they did not make districts. So uh, they need a fast finish. They get a tricky Hemfield uh, team here, and then they get CV with the Bucks' crazy passing attack next week. Hemfield, as mentioned, uh, averaging in the last four weeks, averaging 460 yards and 40 points a game. They've been lights out, scorching. Four wins in a row. They beat CV last week, 64 points. Wow. Mark Himmelsbach passed for 129, rushed for 282. He had 411 yards and six touchdowns, four on the ground, two through the air. 
Hemfield is scorching right now. Wow. Um, I'm picking Hemfield here. Um, I just love the way the Black Knights are going. Is Wilson going to be focused? Absolutely. Uh, does Wilson want to lose two games in a row? No way. <laughs> uh, will they be determined and ready to play? Sure. Um, they are still Wilson. Uh, odd to see them with three losses. Odd to see them coming off a loss here in section play. Um, and I totally expect them to rebound, uh, knowing that staff and those kids. Um, that said, they're a little young. I was, I was surprised at the game last week. It's the first time I got a chance to see Wilson, and they are young. Uh, two freshmen start, a lot of sophomores. And I actually had somebody tell me before the game, uh, just sort of unsolicited, they said, you better get us now. <laughs> you know, get us now uh, because they're going to be really good here in the very near future with all these kids coming back. I think somebody said that 75% of Wilson's starters, current starters, return next year. Wow. <laughs> so look out. So you better get Wilson while they're uh, struggling a little bit. Three losses and a loss here in the league. So I'm going to go Hemfield. Uh, love Wilson's D. I don't think Hemfield's going to score 64 again. But I, uh, if it comes down to a shootout game, I just like the way Hemfield can move the ball on the ground and especially through the air with Himmelsbach. And I just like the way they're going. Second week in a row, I'm picking against Wilson. Wow. Black Knights over Bulldogs. Next up, Mannheim Township at Lebanon. Hale Township. Wow, they did it. Blue Streaks beat Wilson. Uh, 38 to 14, as mentioned, Saladay, big night, Emge, big night. Defense was fantastic. Uh, Drake Puffenbarger was all over the place making tackles and in the backfield. They were really good. Had a pick six. Uh, Rodenberger hit a field goal. And I, I got to mention Xavier Roman's crazy, crazy catch right before half. I think Coach Evans was kind of fooling around after the game. I said, hey, nice uh, nice Hail Mary there Hail Mary there at the end of the half. And he said, that wasn't a Hail Mary. That was just a regular pattern, you know. And uh, it sure looked like a Hail Mary. Uh, Emge just kind of, you know, threw it up towards the end, end zone, uh, bounces off, of course, in the Wilson player, ricochets and lands right in Roman's hands. Uh, for a touchdown. Amazing. Um, I know I gave up on the play because I saw the ball ricochet and I saw flags. It was going to be a pass interference call against Wilson. So I gave up on the play and looked down. And then I heard the PA guy say, touchdown, Mannheim Township. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what just happened there? So uh, uh, John Walk got some really cool video of the play and we looked at it and we were both stunned. <laughs> we had to look at it like five times to make sure that Roman really caught it, and he did. So everything went right for Township last week. They played great. Tip of the cap. They beat Wilson fair and square. 38-14, they end the streak. Now they got to uh, go on the road here against a 1-7 Lebanon team, I know, but I think you got to throw that record out. Road trip, grass game, and Township doesn't play a lot of grass games against a Lebanon offense that can really motor and get up and down and do stuff. Uh, Zaki's uh, salesman's been great, 1,800 passing yards. Keep an eye on Leighton Rivera, very good multi-purpose back for Lebanon. 150 rushing yards last week against McCaskey, also had a touchdown catch. Luis Aquino Rios has 52 catches. He's right there with Barbone instead uh, with the Section 1 receivers. 
Lebanon is tricky. They haven't stopped a lot of people defensively, uh, but they can score. So this could be interesting. Uh, but I got to I got to take Township here. They're they're just flying, and you know they're on cloud nine after beating Wilson. Could be a letdown, but I don't think Coach Evans lets that happen. I think they see the finish line now. They get CV next week, uh, knowing that they can win this section title outright. And after beating Wilson, I don't think they want to share it. I don't think so. I think Township wants a 7-0 and run. I think they take a step closer to that this week. Blue streaks over Cedars. Last section one game, Penn Manor at McCaskey. Penn Manor's done some things. Had the win the week before. Uh, and then they come out and get shut out here by Warwick last week, 35 to nothing. So as good as they were going for a while, they kind of took a step back last week with Warwick's defense. The turnovers didn't help. They lost three fumbles. Didn't get a lot of yards. Like I said, Warwick finally put it all together defensively, pitched a shutout. Good for those guys. So Penn Manor, back to the drawing board. Uh, with their good, their good veer, they've done some good stuff on the ground. Edwards has been a multi-threat purpose kid playing quarterback. I don't think he's been picked yet. Uh, which is a cool number for eight weeks, not to have an interception. Uh, jinx, sorry, but uh, that's 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 a cool number. Uh, McCaskey, they put it together last week. They get a win a week after getting thrashed by Hemfield, which put up like 500 yards and a win there over in Landisville. Uh, McCaskey uh, got it back last week, gave up some stuff, yeah, but they beat Lebanon 48-33. to uh, Italian Lair had a big game, four touchdowns. Uh, Jameer Gray had three touchdown catches. Ray Godwin rushed for 130 yards and a score. So McCaskey's offense, and we've been mm, – I even said it in August. If their offense and their speed and everything, if they click, look out. And they clicked last week, put up 48 in a win over the Cedars. So I'm going to stick with McCaskey here. They're at home. I know it's a grass game for Penn Manor, but McCaskey's offense, I think they found their gear – uh, they were kind of stuck in second there for a while, but I think they're finally up to like third, fourth range here with this offense. So uh, I, I think Penn Manor bounces back a little bit uh, and, and takes something away from last week with Warwick. Uh, but I like McCaskey here. Let's go to the Tornado at home with a little Mo. McCaskey over Penn Manor. Okay, section two. Uh, Mannheim Central's out in front, uh, still undefeated. Uh, Calico alone in second, a game back, and then there's like a big jumbled mess. But a lot of these teams are still in district playoff uh, rankings. A lot of teams here have a chance to play uh, a week 11. So Section 2, as we thought, has been fantastic. Uh, first game this week, let's go E-Town at Cedar Crest. Uh, E-Town, two wins in a row. A uh, good win last week. They beat Garden Spot. I thought there'd be more points in that game because Garden Spot – their offense has been phenomenal, but they've also given up a ton. And I know E-Town's D is pretty stingy, but I thought there would be more points than 16-14 E-Town final. <laughs> uh, but, hey, a win's a win is a win is a win in Section 2. So E-Town gladly took that. Star of the night, David Shank, the kicker, uh, helps E-Town win the LL Boys Soccer Championship one night. The next night, Friday, comes out, kicks three field goals, including a 37-yarder at the buzzer for a walk-off football win. Shank from 37, it's good. E-Town beats Garden Spot 16-14. Good win for the Bears, so they're still in it here. Uh, they're the bubble team at the, moment, uh, at the moment. They're number nine in an eight-team bracket in 5A, so E-Town needs a couple wins here. Got to go on the road. They get a turf game against Crest. 
Falcons uh, lose to Central last week, 42-6. to So their only two setbacks this year were against the front runners here in Section 2. They lose to Cocalico, 55-6. to They lose to Central, 42-6. to So... And the six points against Mannheim Central last week were two Chad Ryland field goals. So Cedar Crest did not dent the end zone against the Barons. So, uh, wow. I, I, I don't think they want to hear anything else about Central and Cocalico because <laughs> those have been their two sticking point road bump, uh, speed bump games this season. So, um, And again, Crest is also in the mix in 5A here. So as far as District 3, 5A, PowerPoints are concerned. This is a gigantic game. I'm going to go Crest at home. Uh, I do like E-Towns D. I know Robinson didn't play there for a while. I, I like the D-Towns coming off a couple of wins. Devin Clare had a big night rushing the ball last week. After the Cocalico loss, Crest bounced back right away, won, put up 42 against Solanco. Now they're coming off the loss to Central, but they're at home. We'll see if they can respond like they did after the game against the Eagles. I think they do. I think they do. This one could be close. Nothing would surprise me either way. But I'm going to go Falcons over Bears. That's a fun game. Okay, next up, backyard rival game. Um, neighboring school districts right around the corner. Cocalico at Ephrata. Eagles are scorching. Uh, since the Central loss, uh, they have not been sniffed i mean they've they just been absolutely incredible um um last week against dallas quarterback noah palm went over 200 rushing uh brandon brubaker had three touchdown runs they win that game 52 to 21 cocalico i believe if they scored 50 or more in every game since the central game they might have had 49 one game but cocalico's offense is just lights out piping hot at the moment um Crazy good, 2,500 rushing yards, finishing drives, and just running the heck out of the ball. So tip of the cap to the O-line at Cocalico. Obviously, those guys are holding blocks, making holes, and the Eagles are just scorching. Scorching, game behind Mannheim. So two weeks uh, to see if something weird can happen for a tie. Efforta. Uh, good and bad. Let's uh, let's get the bad out of the way first. Um, Ephrata's losing streak sits at uh, sits at forty nine. So a loss here would be fifty. That's kind of a big, round, even number. So uh, it, w- it would be fifty here if the if the mounts can't pull pull this one off. Um, the state record, and I reported this incorrectly. I'm sorry. Uh, thought the state record was fifty six losses in a row by South Philly High. 1990 to 96. That is incorrect. It's Kutztown out of Burks. Cougars lost 58 in a row. And that streak ended last season. And I think Kutztown went on to win like four games last year. Uh, but they're back to struggling here. They haven't, they haven't won yet this year. And they have some low numbers. And I did hear this week that Kutztown is supposed to play Burks Catholic, a state-ranked undefeated team but they're going to forfeit that game on Friday. Low numbers, injuries, not enough kids to take on Burks would be a tall challenge for Kutztown. So uh, Cougars have the longest losing streak in state uh, history at 58. So Ephrata looking to avoid that 50 number and then moving forward, you know they don't want to hit 58. So that's the bad news for the mounts. The good news, I thought, three touchdowns last week against Solanco, and it was close for a while. I think it was back and forth. 
in the first half. Uh, Adam Mazur, 90-yard kick return. That's electrifying. That's fun. And Caden Kiefer, the multi-purpose quarterback, like him a lot, sophomore, maturing, doing the best he can, uh, learning on the fly, taking some lumps, but doing some things. Had a 100-100 game last week. Passed for 100, uh, rushed for 118 and a touchdown. Uh, so good for Mr. Kiefer, doing some things. Baby steps effort. Uh, I feel like I've been saying that for a couple of years, but it uh, looks like you're close. You're approaching the corner, and you're getting there. Um, Sorry about this streak, which, which could hit 50 here, but uh, they'll go down to Section 3 next year and see if they can definitely avoid that 58 by Kutztown. Uh, we'll go Cacalico here. Just way too much. Uh, way too much uh, rushing and Palm and Brubaker and Longenecker and Landers and Fry and Zom and Zimmerman. <laughs> and they just their backs have been fantastic. So we'll go Eagles over Mounts. Next up, like this game too, uh, there could be some serious, serious uh, crooked numbers in this game. LS at Garden Spot. Uh, LS coming off that loss last week against Cocalico gave up 52. But a lot to play here uh, for LS for the 4A bracket and districts. Uh, I think they're still safely in. But what, they have three losses now, so they got to kind of be careful here. And this is a tricky trip because Garden Spot can really, really score. And I know they just had the 14 with E-Town last week, but – uh, top two offenses in the, in the league. Garden Spot's still number one. Tick under 500 yards a game now. That came down a little bit. And LS at number two, averaging 425 a game. So uh, two big-time offenses on display here. So the best defense is going to win. And Garden Spot played pretty good defensively last week uh, with E-Town, giving up the 16, including three field goals. Uh, two fun notables here. LS coach John Mannion has 149 wins. So if the Pioneers can pull this one off, that would be 150 for Coach Mannion. That's a cool number. And Cameron Roth from Garden Spot, uh, still going for these two amazing uh, clubs, entry into these clubs here. Uh, thousand, thousand. Um, um, he can join the um, 1,000 passing and 1,000 rushing for this season. And he needs 11 11 passing yards for 5,000 in his career. He went over 2,000 last week. So 11 passing yards, and he joins the 5,000. 2,000 would be just the third LL kid to do that with Piles from Lebanon and Martin uh, from Garden Spot. Um, he's over 2,000 passing yards this season, so he's already in that club. And he needs 185 rushing yards against LS and then Mannheim Central next week to get to 1,000 this season. So... Uh, amazing season for Cameron Roth, and I was actually at Garden Spot this week, caught up with Roth, caught up with uh, Nichols, caught up with Shoebridge, caught up with Coach uh, Furman. So uh, look for that here in the next couple of days, uh, a feature on, on Roth and Garden Spot's offense and just how good they've been despite a 2-6 and six record. And, and I kind of said to the kids when I was talking to them, this kind of just goes to show you how great Section 2 is uh, this season because Garden Spot's got – Funky numbers galore. Roth has been amazing, yet they're two and six. Uh, I'm going to go LS here. Uh, like the Pioneers, again, they're in the district race. Um, I think they learned from, from last week with Cocalico. I mean, they've seen a couple of high-powered offenses here. Like their D, a little bit better. Could be close, could be some points, but I'm going to go Pioneers. 
LS over garden spot. Last section two game, like this one too. Wow, section two is a hammer. Amazing. Mannheim Central at Cocalico. Mannheim Central at Solanco, sorry, wow. Uh, Barons coming off um, big win, 42 to six over Cedar Crest, knocks the Falcons back another peg. Um, and now they got to deal with Solanco's rushing attack, which is really good. Uh, second or third in the league, 2,400 rushing yards. Uh, Nick Yanitz leads all LL backs with 1,100, 1113 rushing yards. He was the first kid over 1,000. So um, keeping an eye on Central's D this week. And their rush D has been pretty sharp. It's like second or third best in the league. They've only given up like 700 rushing yards here through eight games. So um, keeping an eye on the Barons' rush defense against Solanco's hammer uh, option game, triple option, McGuire, McDonald, Moore, Yanitz, attack, which has been really good. Barons see the finish line here, gang. Uh, they see where they're at. Um, they get no worse than a tie for the section title here with a win, with a Week 10 game against Garden Spot to go. So I think the Barons take care of business. Uh, tough road trip, um, never easy to play in Quarryville. They all, always have a great crowd. Their rushing attack is nuts. Um, but I just, I just, I really like the way Mannheim's going. So let's go Barons over Mules. Okay, section three, uh, three uh, league games, and there's a non-league game. Elko has the non-league game this week, but everybody's back in action. First up, Peckway Valley at Ambo Cleona. Dutchman coming off their idle week. Uh, anxious to see, you know, can they can they kick off the rust? How are they doing? Uh, anxious to get back on the field and do some things. And they're number five in the 3A district race. So they're one spot out of getting in. And I know the four teams ahead of them all have pretty good records and a good ranking. So it could be tough for Anvil to leap one of them. They're definitely, definitely going to need two wins. And I think they have Donegal next. Um, they're going to probably need two wins and help. So we'll see how the Dutchmen respond. Um, I mentioned this in my notes this week online. Gavin Stout, 109 tackles for Anvil Cleona. 109. <laughs> He's just been a hit machine, over 60 solos. Uh, 109 tackles already in eight games. That's amazing. So Gavin Stout's been superb at linebacker for AC. Uh, they get a Peckway Valley team here that's struggling. Wow. Um, I don't think any of us saw, saw this coming with the Braves. Uh, we all pegged them to be right here in the race. Uh, knocking on the door for a district spot. Um, but the wheels kind of fell off early. Uh, Lap got hurt early, uh, missed some time, wasn't 100%, tried to play through it. Uh, and things just have not panned out for the Braves. Have not. Um, and they, they're coming off a tough loss, 49 nothing against Donegal last week, and the offense did not produce much. And now they got got to go on the road against a rested Anvil team with Gavin Stout making tackles and hoping to get into district. So I'll go Dutchman here. I think they come back, kick off the rust, get that uh, option attack going, Veer, uh, and win. So let's go Dutchman over Braves. Next up, Columbia at Northern Lebanon. Ooh, Crimson Tide. Ah, lost last week against Lancaster Catholic, 35 to nothing. So no scores and just 69, 6-9 total yards of offense. 
I think only 49 on the ground. So Catholics D, which is now number one in the league, by the way. Crusaders number one in the LL in total team defense, giving up just 209 yards a game. That, that, that group has been legit, especially the last four weeks. So Tide gets shut out. Back to the drawing board, still winless. Uh, just, you know, baby steps Columbia, trying to get to the corner, turn the corner, do some things, end positively. Uh, Northern Lebanon sailing. Wow. Uh, Vikings coming off a good backyard rivalry win against Elko, 49-20. to Michigan Dobbs been great. Stevie Herb's been great. Christian Trader's been great. Uh, Northern Lebanon's offense has just been superb. I think they cleaned up the turnover issue. I think they were turning it over earlier in the season. They got that cleaned up. And they're up to, what, six wins in a row? So they're playing great. Vikings are sailing. Oh, by the way, they are at Lancaster Catholic next week. So Crusaders, Vikings tied for the section lead. If they both win here Friday, uh, their Week 10 game at Catholic will be for the outright Section 3 championship. And wouldn't that be fun? Let's go Vikings here at home against a scuffling Columbia team. And the Vikings are just scorching. Piping hot. Let's go Northern Lebanon over Columbia. Uh, I'm going to hold off on Donegal Catholic here for the end. So let's go to the non-league game. Uh, Muhlenberg out of Burks. Mules are three and five overall. They come to Myerstown and they will take on Elko. Uh, Raiders coming off the loss against Northern Lebanon, 49 to 20. Uh, did some things. They lose by 29, I know, but get some touchdowns. Uh, Braden Bohannon has been superb. Freshman, that kid's only going to get better. <laughs> he's only going to get better, and he's done a lot of good things here. Throw out the record with Elko. I think this was going to be a rebuilding slash, you know, learn on the fly kind of season for those guys having to replace a lot of kids. So uh, lumps, yes, but I think it's going to pay off later for sure, especially with Bohannon calling the shots. He's been phenomenal. And this Jeff Laura, the wideout, uh, Barbone, Stead, uh, Forney, from Warwick, um, Aquino Rios from Lebanon. Those guys have gotten a ton of pub for catching passes. Jake Novak at Mannheim. Those guys have been great. But this Jeff Laura kid, 30 catches, tied for the Section 3 lead, over 500 yards, major deep threat. Um, in the Northern Lebanon uh, game last week, seven catches for 192 yards. Wow. So he's been good. So I think Elko can definitely take some positive things here. Uh, Got to play D this week. Uh, Mules 3-5, and five, yes, but coming off a 35-point win against Fleetwood last week. Spread attack, uh, 1,200 rushing yards, uh, two or three backs that can really get it and go. So a tricky defensive uh, test here for Elko. I know they're at home. Uh, and dealing with, you know, dealing with stuff uh, with, with some youngsters. Um, so I'm going to go Muhlenberg. I'm going to take the Mules. I'll take a flyer on that. I think Elko continues to improve and will finish strong, but I'm going to go Muhlenberg for pick pur purposes. Mules over Raiders. Okay, last game, LNP game of the week. Thank you for voting. Uh, monster Section 3 game and a lot going on here. Donegal at Lancaster Catholic. John Walk and I will be at Crusader Stadium. It's odd not saying Rossmere. Uh, on Friday, uh, first trip there for a game, so save me a seat. Uh, I will be on live chat blog duty. Come find me for updates, questions, comments, uh, the usual good times. 
on the live chat Friday night. John will be on writing duty. He'll have a gamer for you afterward on Lancaster Online and a story for print on Saturday morning. Uh, Donegal playing great. Couple wins in a row. 49-0 last week against Pequoy Valley. Terrific rushing attack. Uh, Nick Kettner reigning LMP Player of the Week. 170 rushing yards, five touchdowns, and an interception last week against Beckway Valley. Uh, fun interview with Nick Kettner on Lancaster Online with John Walk. Take a look. Nick Kettner, Player of the Week. Lancaster Catholic, wow, four wins in a row. Oh, and four, and it was like, oh, man, what is going on here with Catholic? But they've, they've really found it. Uh, four wins in a row. Two of them were shutouts. 35 nothing last week against Columbia. In the last four weeks, they've outscored their opponents 173-17. to 17. Wow, defense has been great. Number one in the LL League, just 209 yards against. Quincy Clark's been great running the ball. Malcolm Lawrence has been great running the ball. Uh, Clark had two more touchdowns last week against Columbia. 11 touchdowns in the last four games for Quincy Clark. So Catholic has finally uh, found what it has uh, been looking for, no doubt. Bruce Harbach, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, retired this week uh, uh, at the end of the season, but uh, got together with the team on Tuesday, uh, told his guys, this is it for me. Uh, I will be stepping down after 16 amazing seasons with the program, uh, 138 wins, four district titles, eight LL titles, two PIAA championships, 2009 and 2011. Uh, from 2005 to 2011, Lancaster Catholic went 78 and 9. Ran the table in Section 3 all of those years, won district titles, won two state championships. So uh, amazing, amazing what Bruce Harbach did at Lancaster Catholic. Amazing. So um, talked to him back in August, and, you know, he, he kind of. Kind of said, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. This might be it. Like he hadn't decided in August, but he said it just kind of feels like this might be it for me. Um, adores his family. Um, his wife Linda is always at his side. Uh, Brett and Kyle, his kids, were star athletes at Wilson and a f family man, big time. And I don't know. I could just tell in August his his mode was different. It was different. And he didn't come out and say it, but said, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of sensing this might be it. So chatted with him a couple of times throughout the season. And and um, it had nothing to do with the 0 and 4 start because you see how great how great they're playing now. But uh, talked to him, you know, earlier in the week when all this went down and he said, it's it's time. It's time. I, it just it's it's right. It feels right. I need to be with my family now. Bruce is 62. Um, wants to travel, has family in Florida, uh, and, and he's done it all. He's done it all. He won a state title, two of them. Nobody else in, in league history has done that. So um, there's really nothing else he could probably do there, quite frankly. Um, and he said, I, I like where the program is. It's in a, it's in a pretty good place. Uh, numbers are struggling a bit, but, you know, the bar is still up there. Um, have the new facilities, new stadium, new turf surface. Um, he said, it just kind of feels right. I'm kind of going out how I want, how I want to go out. And he said, I don't want to be, you know, 75 <laughs> and just kind of be on the sideline being a figurehead. He said, I just, I don't want to do that. 
I have too much of my life to live, and I want to go and enjoy it. So um, hats off, Bruce, uh, Bruce Harbach. Amazing. 16 years. Incredible. I don't know how this one's going to end. This is a monster game. Northern Lebanon next week should could be a, another monster game. Uh, districts, they're a stretch right now to get in, so I don't know if they'll get a week 11. So I know he wants to enjoy the heck out of these last two games, both home games, with a section championship on the line. So you know that his team would love to send him out with a section title at the very least, at the very least. So uh, congrats to Bruce, and he's been great to, to work with and deal with for 16 years. Getting to cover two state championship teams is kind of a big deal to us reporters. It's, it's neat. It's fun. Uh, you get to know the kids and the coaches and the parents, and you get to find a lot of neat storylines to write about, and it's and it's fun, and it's and you're part of the journey there, just kind of covering it. And, um, so I'll never forget covering those teams, just like I'll never forget covering the Manheim Central teams going to the state finals. But those those Catholic teams were a lot of fun. So Bruce will be missed in the LL, no doubt. Good luck, Coach. Oh, by the way, let's pick the game. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Catholic. <laughs> Uh, a lot of emotions, obviously. Love the way their defense is going. Donegal's tricky, and they're going to run the ball. And Kettner and and Rupp and Ellis, those guys have been awesome. And Donegal's playing really well. But uh, I think Catholic plays with chips on its shoulder here. They're aware of the winning streak, and they're aware of where they're at in the section. And I think they're aware of, uh, of their coach, and I think they want to send him out right. So let's go Crusaders over Indians, and John and I will see you Friday night at the stadium. Okay, uh, week nine winners. Hmm. Warwick, Hemfield, hmm. Mannheim Township, McCaskey, Cedar Crest, Cocalico, LS, Mannheim Central, Anvil Cleona, Northern Lebanon, Muhlenberg in the non-leaguer, and Lancaster Catholic. What a week. Wow. The streak ends at Wilson. Coach Harbach retires. Section races down to the wire. Uh, district races heating up. Fun stats uh, and nuggets galore. Okay, uh, John and I will catch you Friday night. Uh, make sure you check us Lancaster online. We'll have tons of coverage from Lancaster Catholic and then, you know, through the whole weekend. Hope you're enjoying the coverage this season. It's been fun. We are thorough. Thanks for tuning in. Week 10 next week. Wow. I'll uh, get you ready for that. And, you know, I'll keep doing these. As long as there's an LL team dancing, I'll get you a podcast every week. So uh, at least one more, and we'll definitely have some teams going to district. So uh, next week I'll give you a week, a week 10 uh, preview. Uh, enjoy week 9. Enjoy the games. We'll see you guys out and about. Thanks for listening. See you, gang. Thanks. Thanks.